This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yes, David. Well, it was so... Because this I is, fell in love with you. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not fall in love with yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Relax. Rel- what was fall that post? In, first of all, fall in love is a very extreme term that you're using right now. He and went... His eyes sparked. No, no, and he's no, like, no, no, I gotta no, take a photo no, 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 of this no. strange let me, lady. Let me tell you how it really happened, right? So I came in smooth as fuck, right? With this coat on. And right when I walked. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Genius Brain. I'm your host, Meryl Song. <laughs> and we have a special guest here. Oh. Chef Sun. His name is David So. Hello, Chef David So. Hello, my name is Chef David So. <laughs> I'm from the furthest part of Britain. Every day I wake up and I drink tea, and then I have some more tea. And then after I have more tea, I have tea again. Do you know what mac and cheese is? <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, or if you haven't been following me on Instagram, Fuck you. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, my Netflix show just dropped. Um, so Finally. If you go, go on Netflix now, you'll see it. It's um, It dropped on December 30th. Uh, it's called Best Leftovers Ever. It features me as a judge, Woo! Jackie Tone, and also Rosemary Schrager. Uh, so basically the concept of this show that I'm on is uh, we're basically taking leftovers and we're turning it into something amazing. And so thematically in every episode, they have to do something with it. So, for example, there's an episode where in the first round you have to do uh, breakfast with it. Mm-hmm. And in the second round um they'll have to fans if i do a really fancy dish with whatever leftovers that they have it's so fun i mean it's very family friendly so that's a good thing any kids can watch it it is the only thing that i've done that is family friendly i find it quite amazing that you found something that's family friendly to work on hey david sells for the kids Thank God. Keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. No, we're not doing that. But they uh, it's so funny because I got a bunch of messages from my friends. And every time I post something, they never repost my shit, right? This is like hometown friends that I grew up with. Mm. And then I see the message, like, you finally did something that I could show my family. <laughs> I know. I could tell my Taiwanese host family, too. It's like, watch it. This, this is my fiance. Yeah. He's on the TV. And it, it's actually really fun. I enjoyed it. I There were a lot of things I didn't understand. Like what? Uh, certain things that we're making. They're like, I'm going to make bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm like, David, Are what you? is bloop, bloop, bloop? And you'll be like, oh, that's bloop, 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 bloop. Like, uh, okay. You, that is literally the worst description of the show I've ever heard in my life. Hello, everybody. It's a bloop, bloop, bloop. And hey, you come here and a little bloop, bloop, bloop. The British bloop. chef said, beep, bloop, bloop. 
for bibimbap. Oh, okay. Dude, if you guys watch this one episode, there's a there's this part where I fucking died <laughs> laughing. So Rosemary Schrager is a very well renowned chef out in the UK, right? She owns mm. her own culinary school. Um, I think restaurants too. Everything else, you know, cookbooks. She is the queen of food out there. Mm-hmm. I call her like female Gordon Ramsay. And the funniest thing is, is that, you know. I obviously don't own like any fine dining restaurants. I don't own a culinary school, but I do own multiple food concepts. I've been involved in food for a very long time. So when it comes to like knowledge of food, I know a lot. I was also 300 pounds, so I ate a lot of <laughs> fucking food. And I was a very inquisitive eater too. Like when I eat something, I want to know where it's from, how yeah, they made it. Yeah, you guys were just like throwing each other back and forth, all these cuisine feedback. As it's do do we consider you as a chef then? Well, they were calling me chef and cook, which I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I I develop food, so I don't really know if uh, if, if chef is the term for me. But I, I'm a restaurateur, you know. Oh, so okay. we do food development, right? Yeah. So with Wing Chicks, I did food development for that, and um, yeah, I guess that kind of works. I, I don't really consider myself a cook. Like, or a chef. do you need some kind of certificate to be considered no, as chef? I don't. I don't think so. See, oh, here's okay. here's the thing about cooking with people that a lot of people don't understand, and I'll, I'll I'll put it to you in perspective like this: If you're a home cook out there, right? Uh, and let's say you open up a restaurant. You never mm. went to culinary school. Mm. Does that mean that you're not a chef and a cook? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it doesn't mean shit. It's like when somebody says, like, I'm a smart person because I went to college. Mm. That doesn't mean shit. They're, they're, some of the dumbest people I know have a college degree. Mm. It's like assuming that somebody's going to be successful or they're good at what they do because they went into an educational institution mm. doesn't make sense to me. I know a lot of people who went to culinary school and their food is dick, mm. right? Mm. They just mm-hmm. went to school. They thought mm. that they had a talent. They thought they had a gift in it and they didn't. Some of our favorite foods in K-Town, those ajamas and those harmonies that made those recipes did not go to culinary school. Are they considered chefs? Yeah, hell yeah, they are. They're yeah. chefs and they're cooks. Hell yeah, they're chefs. Is chef and cooks different? I guess chef is – I don't know what the difference is, to be honest with you. I guess anybody could be a cook, but I guess a chef might be something a little more fancy. Fancy. You yeah, know, that's a, what I thought. Yeah. So, you know, for me, when uh, somebody tells me they went to culinary school, it, it literally means nothing to me. It's like, I want to see what you eat. Mm. So when you watch some of these episodes too, and we're doing these judging portions too, and once again, I'm not some – fancy food guy right i only can speak about food to what i like so all the stuff that i'm saying is very biased Mm -hmm. but uh, one of the problems that i saw with a lot of these home cooks Mm. right when they were coming in is that my biggest advice to those people were something that i would do stick Mm. to what you know Mm -hmm. do what got you to the dance is what Mm -hmm. they say right so none of them are professional chefs Uh, some of them went to culinary school okay yeah but they're they're all home cooks though Mm. so they would you know, I was explaining to you with one of the contestants, right? Like, oh. when, when you look at how he cooks, it seems that he knows a lot of terminology, yeah. right? He knows a lot of different techniques, techniques. and whatever, right? Yeah. But his food was some of the stuff that we really didn't like a lot, right? Yeah. It's because he was trying – he's somebody that I – it's a lot of people online that do this, right? When you first start cooking, um, you'll – you kind of get caught up in all the fancy shit. Uh-huh. Right, you want to learn all these different varied techniques, and uh-huh. but you don't really know like the foundation of cooking. Which uh-huh. for me, anyways, is like um, certain techniques, and then flavor is like the most important part. Right, mm-hmm. know how to cook the food and know know your seasonings. Mm-hmm. So they kind of skip that part first, and they want to impress people by showing them showing people that they've done this high elevated food. Mm-hmm. When we eat food at home, do we mm-hmm. give a fuck about elevated food? What do we say? Does it taste good or does it taste bad? <laughs> That's all we really care about. That's yeah. all most people care about when they do food. Yeah. So when they're in this competition, the, you know, they're doing this like I'm doing this coddled egg. I'm doing 
all this other stuff. It's yeah, like, well, like the caudal egg. I was like, what is caudal egg? It's like an egg and a ramekin that's usually with cream, right? And I've, I've had that. <laughs> Still don't understand. <laughs> I've literally had that once in my life at a French restaurant, right? Uh. And so my thing is like, how often do you make a coddled egg? Mm. Would you do this on the show in a 30-minute time frame? What is wrong about making a dish utilizing these leftovers and doing something a little more common that we're going to enjoy eating? Mm -hmm. And so a a lot of the times when I eat people's food, they get caught up in the hype of, you know, trying to impress people with food rather than just making food taste good. The ones that look really good are the ones that seem like they knew like what they make the menu this. was. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. they've made this before. You could tell yeah. when somebody brings out a dish that they go, oh, I know what this is supposed to taste like. Yeah. So when you try to go too fancy or too, you know, uh, I guess I wouldn't say too creative, uh-huh. but you go outside of your box, you better make sure that you can execute it really well. Yeah. There's some people there that are like, I've never made this before, but I'm going to do it here. I'm like, why would you take that chance? You don't even know like how it's going to taste like. Well, yeah, that's why when we were on the show, I mean, you heard me say that advice like when uh, I ate that raw poached egg. I've never made a poached oh, egg before. That was so gross. I was like, what? Why? Why it would you make it? It looked gross, yeah. I was that... like, why would you make it? I mean, they they made other great stuff. Obviously, from yeah. the first critiques, the next round, all these home cooks and chefs, they did a really great job. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you have a culinary team behind you that helps you develop certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe their advice would be good. Make stuff that you know really well. It seems like you really enjoyed that show. Oh, it was the best experience, hands down. You know... What I liked about that show, number one, um, shout out to like Magical Elves. Mm. They were the production house that that did the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And also shout out to Netflix. Um, super professional. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Made mm-hmm. sure that we were taken care of and made sure that the show came out great based on, you know, our talents. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really, you know, stifle us in that type of way. They, they used our improv skills and they allow us to develop this chemistry that mm-hmm. allowed that show to happen really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about Magical Elves too, I think a majority of the higher ups are all females. So That's awesome. It felt so. It, I mean, this is just my opinion, but uh-huh. when I when I usually work with women, like they have a very good way of like being a boss, uh-huh. but also showing this warmth at the same time. Like they 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 can they can balance oh, that out so well. You guys just clicked. Yeah, we all clicked. Jackie was super funny. Rosemary. So just to go back to Rosemary, well, Rosemary, this is one part that had me dying on the show. <laughs> so when I was saying that she's like an expert in her cuisine, mm-hmm. you know, traditional. Stuff that you would see that, you know, people who went to culinary school, French mm-hmm. food, um, you know, English food or or whatever, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, those fancy dishes like, I don't know, beef bourguignon, beef wellington, like those type of things, sure. right? Casseroles, cassoulet, whatever. Uh, when it came to Asian food, she didn't really know much. It's mm-hmm. not in her wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? And she's not afraid to say, like, I don't, she, oh, I've never had this stuff, uh-huh. which is really cool. I, on the other hand, almost exclusively eat Asian food. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... There was a, a portion where they were making pibimbap, uh-huh. and then she could not pronounce pibimbap, <laughs> and I, I was crying, laughing so hard. How did she say? Beaten bok. Beaten <laughs> She said it with the most confidence. She goes, "Well, she goes, what is this? A beaten bok? <laughs> a beaten bok?" She's so funny. I She's think, so funny. I I feel like I thought you came in there as like to be the funny guy, but I feel like overall, like you're funny too. But she's just hilarious. I cracked up so much in this one episode, and I won't say it, but it was just like she was just so natural. It's like this is a fun show. Yeah, super fun, dude. And it was because mm-hmm. our cast chemistry was really good. 
I hope you guys have another season coming up. I really do too. Like I, it's very few and far between where sometimes I get to look at the things that I do and I say, wow, mm-hmm. this is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously like, you know, critics might disagree. People might be critical of it. But at the end of the day, when I look at stuff and I say, and I'm smiling or I'm like, oh, this is very entertaining. Yeah. I, I, I That's what I got from this show. I personally like the fact that every time you came back from the show, you had a good time. Yeah, because I never complained. There was yeah. nothing to complain about. No, you didn't complain. You're just like they do this stuff for me. They do that stuff for me, and I'm like, why are you gaining weight? Because they got so much good food. You know what the funny? <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? So, so if you guys ever get into entertainment, right, and you and you book a show or you you go on shows, you perform or do whatever, people will ask you, uh, what do you want on your writer, right? What's writer? So that's it's like snacks, drinks. Like, what do you want to make your you know, oh, comfortable? I thought the room was called writer. No, like your so room. yeah. So it's like, what do you want in your writer? Right. So it could be like, you know, drinks, snacks. Mm. I don't know. Some people, you know, I need a massage person or whatever. There, right? Oh, really? Like, I'm a very fucking simple person. You could ask anybody that has ever booked me for any fucking event. Mm. They get shocked at what I ask for. Mm. They go, "Oh, hey, what do you want on your writer?" I didn't even know what a writer was. Right? Mm. And they're like, "Oh, what do you what do you need from us?" Like snacks or food like mm-hmm. well we'll get it for you i was like cool <laughs> so i wrote so i wrote to the person i was like i just need like three bottles of water and beef jerky <laughs> and they wrote what they're like laughing they're like no seriously like what do you want i'm like just what some water some water and beef jerky that's all <laughs> that's all i need they thought i was fucking around but that's really all i need i'm not much of a diva like mm-hmm. i just need water you guys are gonna give me lunch what more do i need yeah well i mean now that you know if they ask you again, what would you ask for? Same thing, just water and beef jerky. Really? I thought you would ask for carbonated water. Oh yeah, I'll upgrade it. I was like, yeah. can I get some fizzy water this time and beef jerky? <laughs> That's what I would ask <laughs> no, for. No, you get the Korean barbecue pork. Jerky. Oh yeah, I want this specific thing. But I heard like a lot of people ask for specifics that I don't really need it. I remember someone was asking. I forget who it was, but somebody was like super picky where they wanted like specific M and M's. Oh yeah, who was that? I don't There's know. a few artists, but I know artists. Certain artists that ask for like Fiji water, they need a box of like green juice, and I'm oh, like, dude, wow, that's awesome. Can you take it home? Yeah, you could take whatever home. I bought you a bunch of snacks all the yeah, time. Yeah, you should ask for because green they would always because I only ask for water and beef jerky. Ask for green juice and go it buy it. We're not poor. <laughs> like, what, what do you need? I don't need that stuff. Would you? I mean, hey, free is free, right? <laughs> It's green. I'm just saying, if it there's like any leftovers, you should just bring it over, okay? I did. I, how many times? Because they would always, in the morning, they would give me a, a tray of fruits and veggies. And yeah, I would just always bring and that I home. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. So that's what I'll be snacking <laughs> Do on. Do you remember on our first, not our first, uh, but when we, it was like maybe our second or third time seeing each other, we went to a friend's shabu shabu opening. <laughs> and it was basically like, what is it? Like a soft opening or okay, pre-opening? So... so this is it. before she and I actually started dating, right? And <laughs> she left this watch that she is a Cartier watch that she left at my place, and it's gone now. I don't know where the fuck it is. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, my friend Sophia opened up a shabu spot out in Koreatown, and uh, it was a soft opening, but she wanted people to try it out to see. And her shabu spot was good, right? Uh, just the location wasn't really popping at the time. Mm-hmm. It is now, but timing is almost everything when it comes to like timing and location for yeah. food. And so uh, we weren't dating at the time. There's actually a photo of her on my Instagram. I know. Okay, so I didn't go with David, by the way. I went with another friend to go and try it out. It was out. actually Ed. It was Ed, yeah. And then David was there. I was like, oh, 
I don't know if you gave me that watch then. I did give you the watch. Oh, but anyway, I, I sat down next to Ed and then David sat next to me. And I don't know what happened. We we're eating and everything. We start making it out. <laughs> you wished. <laughs> but it was over and, you know, it was free food. But I see a hella leftover that was untouched. And I'm asking myself, this is fresh veggies. And I asked Sophia, hey, where is this all going to go? And she said, the trash can. I'm like, that is such a waste. Can I take them? And she said, go for it. So I got saran wrap and they start piling the fresh vegetables. And this guy... By the way, when she says piling the fresh vegetables and you see her do this... <laughs> This is not a correct uh, proportion. It was like she went shopping at like at like fucking H Mart. Oh <laughs> like yeah, she, yeah, exactly. Cr- That's how much leftover there was untouched. And by the way, this is when I wasn't um, I wasn't getting enough money too. But I was on my way to get into the entertainment. Actually, I was in the entertainment, but. She was working at his company called Full Screen. Full Screen, yeah. yeah. And I was a freelancer. So I wasn't getting much money. So I'm like, hey, free vegetables? Why not? So I'm stacking it up like a tower. And this guy comes around and asks me what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm taking this to go. And they're like, you're taking free food to go. This podcast is brought to you by Bright Sellers. Are you a wine skeptic or an occasional wine drinker like me? Well, either or, you're going to love Bright Sellers. Bright Sellers is a wine subscription service that helps you find wines you love while making them more accessible. Listen, most of us aren't wine experts, but we enjoy drinking it. Well, Bright Sellers makes it easy for you to explore different types of wines based on your preferences with just a 30-second quiz, and they will pair you with six unique personalized wines. And if you are a wine critic, you'll love this too. So far, I've tried three bottles that they sent, and I love all three. For me, I don't want someone to tell me what a good bottle of wine is based on what they like. I have to drink it, so I want it based on what I like. What you drink don't make me piss, so give me something I want to drink. Oh, and also, if you don't like what you got in the first place, Bright Sellers will work with you to include a replacement bottle in your next box, so no worries. For Genius Brain listeners only, we are giving you 50% off your first six bottle orders from Bright Sellers by going to brightsellers.com backslash brain. That's brightsellers, C-E-L-L-A-R-S dot com slash brain. You can take their seven question quiz to get your wine matches and receive 50% off your six bottle order today. Yes, David. Well, it was so... Because this and he is, fell in love with me. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not fall in love with you. Yeah, you you did. Relax. What was that post? First of all, fall in love is a very extreme term that you're using right now. (laughs) He went, his eyes eyes sparked. No, 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 Right with this coat on, and right when I walked in the coat door, this ass. this breeze hit, and that coat flooded. I saw this, I saw this breezy next it to me. It was eighty degrees. And I was what like, coat? "Yo, what's up, breezy? What you taking these vegetables home? What you trying to take me home with that salad too?" Aha ha! That's what happened. Who do you think you are? Hell yeah, no! That's what happened. So he took a photo of me, and he wrote something on the hashtag. Though he wrote, "My future wife." And boom, look what happened. Manifest what you want, so my friends. So all I had to do was basically take leftover, <laughs> free leftovers to go, and you would be falling. Here's the thing David about her. David would fall in love with me. 
Here's the thing about that. I just found it really funny because she wasn't even invited as a guest. She was like uh, just a plus one. Mm -hmm. And then you just see this girl at the end of the meal (laughs) just (laughs) ransack the whole kitchen. And I'm like, yo, this this girl has no shame whatsoever. Shame. I was helping her. Less junk in her trash bin. Then I think most people, though, would be like, oh, I'm a guest. I'm just going to eat and then go about my way. But you just approached one of my friends with like, I'm going to take all your food. (laughs) All the food that was going to go into the trash bin. I know. Why? It's the such best leftovers I ever. I saved her food. I helped her. You know what the funny thing is? Like, this is a precursor to something that happened later on that was a hot disaster. So, when I see somebody take food like that, my assumption is that this person knows how to cook really well. <laughs> All right? Wait, really? Yes. You thought of that when I was taking the f- those leftovers? The first time that she ever cooked for me, right? Uh, sh- and the f- this you is the funny. Not like, I, this is why I never let it it's go. It's not that I would. You wouldn't let it go. And because you're talking about this because, till this day. Because you wouldn't <laughs> let it go. That's why it was so funny. So when somebody says this, listen to me. When somebody uh-huh. when somebody says this, they go, "Hey, I'm gonna make you dinner." What does "make you dinner" mean, by the way? It usually means that you're going to cook the food. the The only thing that she cooked was this rice that was terrible <laughs> the mushiest rice ever and then she just had a bunch of like panchan and side dishes that she got from the supermarket so i was very like she said she was gonna make me dinner <laughs> and so she just had this pre-made food i was like well at least the rice will be dope she puts this rice into this bowl right that shit looks like glue because it's she put so much water into it and the funny thing this is the part that made me laugh the hardest right so <laughs> I'm fat as fuck at this point. I'm 200, like 60 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever. This food is in front of me, right? And she's seen me eat before. Like, I eat a lot of food. She puts it in front of, I take one bite, and I'm like, man, I'm full. I was And I'm like, so oh, I'm full. I, I can't. And she's like, what? What do you mean you're full? You only took one bite. And she was like, what? You don't like my food? And I was like, well, you know, the, the rice is kind of mushy. And her response is a little irritating. And also the funniest thing a person could say, she knows in her mind, the rice is bad. She knows it. You know what you said to me? You go, well, that's how my grandma makes it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Your grandma, I does, ate that. your grandma does not make bad rice like that. Don't put, that, don't put know, that on your grandma. All I know is that, well, I can't say my mom because she never made rice for me. <laughs> All you want to say was like, yeah, I kind of messed up on the rice. No, because I didn't think it was messed up. If I thought it was messed up, why would I give it to you? You think that was good rice? Hey, it wasn't until you nagged about my My, rice that I'm so sensitive. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) 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 Okay, so let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's not about that. But you know how you criticize about my cooking, right? So David has lost. He lost his taste. His taste bud. During this COVID time, and when he's cooking, when he was cooking, like, uh, you know, getting like maybe 50% back of his taste bud, he cooked something, and then we were eating it, and I said, mm, it's a little bit slightly too salty, and then he was like, what are you talking about? That's why you have rice with it. But later on, he finds out, okay, maybe it is a little bit too salty, and he started, I, I was able to tell that you were losing your confidence of like how your food should taste like, because he couldn't taste it, and it's also because I said something. But so I wasn't. That I wasn't. Said, but hold on a second. Can what? I finish my story? <laughs> Go ahead. Some butting in, please. The terrible rice cooker. Please continue. That said, if. <laughs> <laughs> you 
don't even know your point. You just, want, you just wanted to trash me. That's why. You have no point. Sad. She literally just brought that up to trash me. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. I made salty food. Go ahead. My food is so salty. So here's the thing. When I laugh, I can't talk because I'm too busy laughing. So David, stop making me laugh. Oh my god! So since he criticized my food, hey, move your slippers, God. So ever since he criticized my food, I am so ashamed of making any food for him because I I don't want to hear him nor see him not like my food so I make my food but I don't want to give it to him but he wants to try it I'm like please don't try it because if you don't like it then you're going to hurt my feeling but he's like I still want to try it and so he tries it it doesn't taste good. And Did you do a line of coke again. before you came in here? What is going on? You, you sound like Eminem on Rap God right now. <laughs> I want to come as Eminem. What are you saying right now? I want to say Take everything. a breath before you speak. And so when I come in here, I want to come as Eminem. This is the exact reason why I can't because you will make me laugh and I can't Cause you will make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I can't finish my story, and you keep This is why I can't finish my story because you keep butting it. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> so, that said, all I said was that the rice was mushy. That's it. And, and I will and forever you, remember that, David. So, and you knew it was mushy. You knew it was. I didn't say it was terrible. Okay, I knew it was mushy, but I didn't think it was not edible. And I think that's the problem. I think the problem was that you fed it to me thinking that it was okay. And also. You said you were going to make me dinner. <laughs> I said I was going to give you dinner. I don't know. You know, either way. <laughs> I either. So, okay. Recently, I've been cooking. But I don't want to share my she food with so much better. David. Because he will criticize. And it's when not- I make something. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you see why I got a rap? Because you won't let me finish. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you make me laugh and I, my voice goes on. Continue. Oh, so, Continue. And so when I do make something and he really likes it, he's like, this is the best thing you ever made and it's the only thing I will eat. I'm like, so what about the past other food that I've made that you said it was good? The, okay, let me tell it. you the few things that she's made that I know that it's taste okay, really good. It's okay, David. You just don't eat my food. <laughs> what are you <laughs> saying right now? I eat your food all the time. I Okay, fine. The, so during the pandemic is during the time that Mariel wanted to try cooking. Right? I cooked before too when I was living alone. Yes, you did, but your food was not very good. You said it was good, like the ribs I made. Oh, that's different because you did the uh, – the, that's when you first got the Instapot. What do you mean that's different? Oh, Instant Pot's not cooking? Is that why? Uh, it's cooking, right? What's the difference? But here's the thing. What's you, the difference? The difference is like cooking and following instructions are two different <sighs> things, right? Because now like the mm-hmm. more that you try cooking, the more that you're using the stove, you're trying all these seasonings out, mm-hmm. you start gaining a palate for stuff that you personally like and then you start to understanding like understanding flavors. Man. So when you were first cooking, right? You would not like my food that I made in Taiwan. <laughs> oh, I saw photos of it. It looked terrible. And it's so very healthy. So when you were first cooking food, you wouldn't do stuff with like a discerning palate. You would just make food to what first of all, Okay, here's the thing. I like to eat my okay. My go-to food is chopped up cucumbers, tomatoes. Can I finish? 
corn. Can I finish? And then huh? drizzle of and you always miso dressing. So I love it. Go there ahead. was a couple of things that <laughs> when you first start cooking, right, <laughs> is that when you first started to cook, the funniest thing would be that, in my personal opinion, she was not a very good cook, right? I say was. She's getting, <gasps> she's getting a lot better now. Am I a great cook? Let's slow down. <laughs> slow down with the word great. So the problem with her food was that even though she knows that she doesn't really cook that much or that often, she would look at a recipe and goes, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm like, do it your way. You've never made this dish before. Like... Do I it, hate following the instructions. Do it the way the person asks first, and then you see what you like or dislike, right? And then you can make those adjustments. For somebody who doesn't cook often, it's good for you to find a foundation and a basis for what you can work off of. And so you would make these things, and you would take out very important ingredients that would make the dish good, and then you would eat it. Like what? When was that? Her banana bread. <laughs> the mm. first one. She served me a brick. <laughs> And the, fla- the flavor was fine. What and happened? let me tell you something. I got a lot better because back in the day, because of the rice situation, I said we could still eat it. And this woman would not let me eat the banana bread. Yeah, because you didn't like it. Why like would the I- next day I woke up and it was in the garbage. I'm like, I was still eating that. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay, this is – okay, I'll give you an example. So recently um, I – what is it? So recently, I put something on the wall. I, you know, put the screws on to hang on, hang the whatever. Oh, my God. This shelf. Is. Oh, yeah. The shelf. That's that's what it was. It was a floating shelf. And I put screws on and put it on there. The screws didn't go all the way in because I think there were studs or something. So or I just I wasn't strong enough to put it all the way in. Either way, I put it up and he looks at it. He goes, oh, you did a very good job and looks at it closely. And he's like, what is this? Uh, I did not say that. What did you say then? Oh, uh-huh. uh, he's like, I was you all positive. You, you didn't put it in. You, know, you were positive. Okay, so okay, let's let's take that back. You were all positive. He, his words were all positive, which was great. But his action was, let me undo this and do fix it for you right in front of your face. Here's the thing: if you said everything positive. Fix it while I'm not around so I know that I didn't screw it up. So now I know because he fixed it <laughs> right I, in front of my I face should, that should. whatever he said out of his mouth was a lie. Hold on a second. Let me say this real quick. If was I showed you a, a photo lie. of how she screwed this in, you guys would have cracked the fuck up. Then why did you say I did well? <laughs> because you lied. You did do a good job. You placed you it You placed lied. it in the right place, right? It was very level. It's just... He just doesn't cho- give a full compliment. It's you like, just, oh, you did well, but let me fix it for you. Okay. Let me tell you guys. That is not if the I right way of doing of this, it. You guys okay, guys out there, if like you're going to give a compliment she, with she to sc- a lady, she legit do it, it the right way. If you're going to compliment it and you're going to you fix want? it, what do, you want? do it while the woman is not around. Okay, this is the funny thing. This is how much she doesn't know about herself. Nani. Watch what happened. If she went away... Right, and she came back, and she saw the shelf and these new screws that were. And she would have stopped and been like, "Hmm, hey, did you did you <laughs> fix this thing? <laughs> you know, you would have done that. You'd be like, did you? First fix? of all, hold I would- on, hold on. You'd been like this. Did you did you fix what I did yesterday? I thought you said it was perfect, so you didn't like. You lied. You lied to me. You lied. <laughs> How accurate am I right now? This podcast is brought to you by Hawthorne. How many of you out there care about your self-care? If you don't, 
You should, because smelling, looking, and feeling your best is where Hawthorne comes in. I know for a lot of us out there, when it comes to lotions and deodorants and face washes, you might not know where to start. Well, screw all that. Get stuff custom tailored to match you perfectly. All you got to do is take a fun quiz by Hawthorne to get that customized self-care bundle made just for you. It is the easiest thing that I've ever done, and you are going to be surprised at how accurate these products are to match your hair, skin, body, whatever that it is. And this stuff, by the way, normally takes a lot of trial and error and wasting a lot of money. Well, you don't need to do that with Hawthorne. The face lotion that I got, perfect. It's not oily, but it moisturizes my skin because I had that mixed skin problem. The deodorant, I love it. And don't even get me started about how much I love the shampoo and conditioner that I got because my hair needs the moisturization without drying it out. Good skin and hair and smells come easy with Hawthorne. And if you're lonely, it's probably because your skin is ashy and you stink. So let Hawthorne hook you up, you stink face. Do what I did. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and promo code brain to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O promo code brain hawthorne.co promo code brain. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I, <told> him, but <laughs> I wouldn't have even recognized the nails because why would I look at the nails again? Oh, it's you- not like I look at it and be like, oh yeah, My those dear, nails, your nails, I did it well. Let me tell you something. Those nails were sticking out so far oh, and then she placed on. our mailbox. She goes, perfect and walks away i'm like it's in the right everything i just had to you know put in different screws into the <sighs> i just just do everything yourself man so how she approaches things no, is so mola. funny mola, mola, mola. mariel is a creative right <laughs> so when it comes to rules and stuff she always likes to bend these rules so she gets very frustrated when she does diy projects <laughs> because <laughs> these diy projects have very specific instructions here's the one and thing then she goes i no, can't no, no. measure shit this, it's not even that you can't measure shit this is what you do you slightly measure it and you go good enough <laughs> and then you move on i'm like no 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 no. these building things are very specific <laughs> measurements and you go good enough <laughs> so she made this awesome <laughs> coffee table, by the way, right? It took a while. It took a while, right? But when she did it, she approached it with her good enough mentality, <laughs> right? And so when she had this table, when I say screws are sticking out, she made a death trap. <laughs> like, she, she didn't use the right... You want to hear something really funny, though? What? So <laughs> when I first saw you making it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you, I saw the the screws that you were going to use for the table. Uh-huh. I actually replaced the screws with shorter ones, and then you replaced the ones I replaced with the longer ones again. <laughs> what do you mean? So, so how did I replace it? Because so, you rec- you recognized that it wasn't the screws that you had originally, so you replaced <laughs> the screws that I replaced of yours with the wrong ones. <laughs> and so when I came back, I was like, she she replaced the screws that I wait. How did I replace it though? Because it was in a container. So you had your original ones laid out uh-huh. the night before. And then I was looking at it. And also Becky was looking at it. And we're like, those are way too long. So No, Becky wasn't there. Becky Chaggy. said afterwards. So this is what Becky and I talked about. So Because we were looking at it. This is before you even did it. You had the uh, stuff out. And you were already assembled a table. Uh-huh. And then you had all you had to do was add the screws. Uh-huh. And me and Becky were like, I was like, do you think those are a little too long? She goes, yeah, we'll just replace it with some shorter ones. <laughs> you somehow saw the ones we replaced, trying to help, and you were like, "These aren't the ones I was using." If it used the wrong screws, and then I saw the screws stick out, I was like, <gasps> "Wait, that doesn't make sense." Because I went back and returned that to get a shorter one. 
No, no, no. That was after you found out the wrong ones. Yeah. So before that. You already had shorter ones? We had shorter ones and I replaced it. And then you threw those away to use the longer ones again. I didn't throw them away. Well, you did something with it. So mm-hmm. I was trying to help you without telling you. So I was like, cool. I'm going to replace each other. <laughs> and then I saw the screws. I was like, oh, she, she undid my help. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, people, and then, and when I you came learn. Back, you learn, but Dude, you learn through your mistakes, right? She gets so frustrated when it comes to doing things that doesn't work out the way that she wants. Like <laughs> this table pissed her off. <laughs> and then when she was asking me these questions, like when you ask a question to me, I'm going to answer it. I'll do it in the nicest way possible. I didn't say anything mean. You've she goes, learned a she lot goes, from that. This, she goes, I hate this. I was like, it's not that bad. We're just going to shave off the screws. She goes, she, we're going we're gonna, to. Okay, first of all. I was going to get a jigsaw and then just. <laughs> And just gonna cut. get a jigsaw and cut down how many sixteen screws? Yeah, it's very it's fast. But then she was like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna take these. Cl- <laughs> she bought these clear plastic boxes that you could clearly see the screws through to place it over." And I'm like, "We could just cut it off." You're like, "You hate it," and then she was mad at me. Because the project didn't turn out well. No, I didn't hate you. But honestly, cutting the screws was just like, that's bizarre. No, that's not bizarre. You people do that. I know. But it was like, that's too much work for that. So what we did is that I just unscrewed it and put a shorter one. Bada beam, bada boom, 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 boom. (laughs) So when we were dating, there was this place that we decided to do pottery. Right. And this is an example of how Mariel, just when she's fixated on something and it doesn't turn out the way that she wants. I actually got pissed at her <laughs> because we were doing this pottery thing and it was supposed to be a fun day. I actually recorded that day and it was supposed to be a vlog, but I was so pissed. I just trashed the whole thing <laughs> because we're doing this thing. She's very competitive too. Right. Yeah. And so I'm making my bowl. My bowl looks dope. I'm like, it's all smooth and perfect. And she looks over at what I'm doing and I can see her visibly getting angry. And I'm like, did I do something? But she was getting mad because hers wasn't looking the way it was supposed to. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, it's okay. We're just here to have fun and play with the clay. She goes, no, everybody's done moving on. And she's still there like ghost, you know, just still making <laughs> making this pot. And she was pissed in a bad mood. And I was like, you ruined the day. Like, I just wanted to make some pottery. Why did you have well, to do this? Well, great, because we never ended up picking our pottery. Well, they, sh- they shut down. Yeah, they shut down. It wasn't meant to be. I know. I missed mm. my pot. My pot was dope. It, it was. It was. Do you have any um, New Year's goals this year? Like, what are your goals for this year that you want to accomplish? And people feel a little weird about New Year's goals. And I think, like, what, what people are saying is, like, I don't like to do New Year's goals because I don't like to put a time limit on what you I'm know, doing. You know, to be honest, at this time, with everything, can we have a goal? Yeah. It doesn't, have, it doesn't deal with, like, I personal growth. I haven't really growth. thought of it. What about you, then? Let me hear yours. I always do New Year's reflections every year to see yeah, what I want to do. Yeah, and you don't tell me what they are because too. it's my personal goals. So here, then you ask me in public. You, so come, you, you didn't answer. Well, I didn't think about it. That's why I'm asking you. Be nicer to my fiance. That's a good one. Put that in the bucket. Thank you. That's for you too. That's for you. That's for you. So I always do goals, right? And these New Year's goals, by the way, it doesn't mean that it's it. I would like to achieve it this year but if it doesn't happen i don't beat myself up about it because mm-hmm. i'll just pick it up and then transfer it over next year and then i'll just do it what until. did you achieve this year that was your new your re- resolution uh kickboxing get better at it that was this year that was this year mm-hmm. like and this is why we sparred a lot and then we did a lot of physical stuff so what else um <clears throat> i don't know i wrote it down but 
one of the goals that I didn't accomplish this year was learn a third language. So that's going to transfer over to this year. What language? I think I'm going to finish up. Spanish? Either Spanish or Japanese. I have to figure that out. Mm. I'm just in between those two. Uh, mm. Spanish is more useful for me right now, but Japanese is just already like kind of there. Who are you going to practice with? Huh? With the everybody, school? fool. Porque no se la, se la vi. Yeah. <laughs> what the freak? Yeah, that's, that's French. What does that mean? The porque means it's it's a type of, uh, it's a swine, it's a pig. What? And then, uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, also to like, oh yeah, with these goals too. Um, yeah, because it always transfers over because I had a goal of losing weight. That was like a 20-year goal. <laughs> but it happened eventually. Yeah. You know, and I think like the important thing is that when you do these New Year's goals, you don't have to beat yourself up if you don't accomplish it because it just means that you at least move forward mm-hmm. towards something, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I gave up on that one goal where I mm-hmm. said I was going to get healthier and it didn't happen that year and I just tossed it away, it would have never happened. So yeah. it'll just transfer over. I think it's good to set these goals because it allows you to move towards something. Yeah. So when people say, I don't believe in New Year's goals, it's like, well, it's not really saying that in my personal opinion in ways that you're going to 100% achieve it but it's going to give you a target to yeah. go for right yeah 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 so yeah that <clears throat> my goal this year was to um have a children's book but pandemic has definitely took a different route for me to do that so i had to put a pause on it why my body wasn't doing mm. well so Basically, when we started working from home, just like the environment situation, like I think it really took a toll on my body. And so I couldn't use my arms well. And, you know, you got to draw for that. And so that the times where I'm not working, I had to rest my arms. And so that now I'm doing much better. So I'm trying to get back onto it. But it did take like six months. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. But like you said, I'm not beating myself out of it, you know. So I'll put that for next year. So a few of my goals this year, I do want to complete one uh, solo album for music. What? Yeah. So with Z. So I want to do that with Z. I want to really focus. I've never, ever actually focused on music ever in my life. Like Like new songs or the songs that you guys already created? No, like new songs. So I've never able, I've never been able to really sit down and do music, Mm. right? Uh, that's is something I, I did a collab album with my buddy Paul. Mm-hmm. We did that. Now I want to do my own thing with my own sound and my own vibe. And that's been one of those uh, goals that I've had for a while. I just never been able to focus on it, you know, because <clears throat> music was never a priority. And when it became work, it used to st- it stressed me out uh-huh. because singing is just something I just do for fun. Sure. Like I'm always just singing around doing whatever. Yeah. But the moment I started trying to work on something, it started stressing me out. Yeah. And it took the, the, the joy out of something that I do for recreation. Yeah. Um, I can Work balance that with comedy and acting and everything else and, you know, auditioning and, you know, like, for example, the Netflix show or whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to music, it's it's, it's a little different. Also, too, uh, what, I, what I found out about myself is that I don't really love music as much as other musicians do. Hmm. So what I'm like, musicians who love music because I'm around musicians, they love music. Day and night, it's they, just music. Music all the time. In the yeah. car, in the house, at wherever, they're always playing music. Mm-hmm. And they just need it. Like mm. it, it sets their mood, their tone or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't really see me do that much. You just have sparks of moments of like getting really into it and then coming out and then getting really exactly. into it and then coming out. And so like music has never been something I've ever – like I appreciate a lot. But it, it's not something I've ever really been able to live in and then mm-hmm. kind of explore it. So mm-hmm. this next year I do want to do an album, um, five tracks. That's it. Not, not full ten, just five. 
Uh, so a short EP, like an extended playlist. That's cool. And then uh, wrap that up this year. And so I could knock that out on the bucket list. So there's a lot of things that I have these like bucket list check marks mm-hmm. that I do. So once I knock it off, I usually don't go backwards and try to do it again because mm. it doesn't interest me. Mm. Like making my own film, check, you know, <clears throat> getting like a series, Best <laughs> of the, whatever. check, you know, That's doing cool. doing stand up comedy, check. check. You know, so there's a lot of things that I've done that I've already checked off. Obviously, stand up, I, it's not completely checked off because mm-hmm. I, I might want to go ahead and try bigger venues. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I haven't done big venues before. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it hasn't really interested me enough because stand up is hard. So that yeah. takes a lot of time and effort being on the road. Obviously, because of pandemic, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But I can develop that along the way. I'm always running stand up twenty four seven. But music is one of those things that I really want to go ahead and do this year. You're so talented. You have a lot of talent. You could write. You could sing, play music. You can act. You could improv. You can cook. You can make people hate you. <laughs> That's a special talent of mine. That's a special talent. But hate you, but love you at the same time. That's a skill. You know, I, I think it's like, I don't know if it's like talent per se. But I do think What's it's. I think it's more of. I have a very obsessive personality, so you do have something where you think you get hooked into it. You would go to like, you would be up all night studying it for like at least three weeks to get to understand what you're doing. Like even like bikes. Yeah. Before I even purchased my bike, I was it was like two months of just me researching how a bike works. <laughs> you know yeah i mean that's good though <clears throat> it helps me understand it a lot yeah. more it makes me more it actually has to do more with my anxiety so i don't want to make these purchases mm-hmm. knowing that i could have done something better with it and it fucks up my anxiety a lot i, I start to freak out it's like oh, i wasted money here i shouldn't have bought that i shouldn't have done this so that's I, interesting so i'm try to be knowledgeable about stuff before i go into it so i don't regret it i think that's good i'm the exact opposite I just get something and I roll with it. Yeah. I mean, that's better though because that anxiety stuff sucks. There's certain things I don't do that for. Like if I have business partners Mm. and I know my role and their role is to know something that I don't, Mm. I trust them to deal with it. Mm. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, well, I need to learn what they do. Mm. Oh, that's so funny. So when it comes to work, well, I guess because I'm in that profession where I have to know what I'm doing. Um, so I do all my research, but outside of that, I don't care. I'm like, I'll just buy a ticket to Bali and then let's see where it goes. Mm. Unless, well, usually I, I would have like, do I have a local friend there? I do. Okay, I'll just go. I'll just wing it. But if I'm there with a group of friends where they want to do stuff, then I have to plan things out. You know, the funny thing is too, is like with me and <clears throat> just to go back to like the whole music thing when I think about it. A lot of the times when I did these covers was number one is because I wanted to do and enjoy something. But my motivation for stuff, and I talked about this on the podcast before, was always to prove somebody wrong, right? Prove somebody wrong. Prove somebody wrong or show somebody I could do better than what you can do, right? Mm -hmm. So like even when I was doing these covers, it Mm -hmm. was to say like, look, I'm a comedian. I don't really do music. But I could, I bet you I could still do music better than you, you know? Who are you trying to prove? Nobody. It's just like this imaginary enemy that I have, Uh, you know? so. I don't you really, got a lot of anger. I have a lot of anger. Yeah. Like I don't really do that anymore. But that's like I would do these covers, and I'm like, oh, these people get millions of views doing this stuff. Uh-huh. I sing better than these people, or I can, you know. Or does I that can, make you or, entertaining? <clears throat> I don't know if it's entertaining, but it's like um, it's, I don't do it anymore. 
But before it was like motivation for it me. It drives you to do something. Yeah, because it's like this person barely understands music. I could tell by the way they sing. I could tell by this and this and that. And I'm like, I could do better. So I would always like do these renditions of these covers that were so different than everybody mm. else's, right? So I, when I did like Honeymoon Avenue, that shit got, you know, whatever, three, four million spins. And I was like, see, I'm not a musician. And I could do a cover better than most people. So you know? why were you like that before? And what makes you not There's no end like goal to it. Like there's no oh. end goal to it. There's no joy to this. Like mm. after you do that, what do you? What next? Mm. What What's the point of this? Mm. You should have just created it because you enjoyed it, and yeah. you you would have enjoyed the process better. Like you have this chip on your shoulder, and this imaginary enemy that's not there. Like it's a terrible way for you to strive towards a goal. So I don't really do that anymore. But so it's like mm. it, and you know, for for everybody else to, you know, you there are a lot of success stories where people have a chip on their shoulder and they use that as motivation. Yeah. And I've done that before. And honestly, like probably a majority of my success is because of that. Mm. But there wasn't a happy, happiness at the end of it. Because after you defeat this imaginary enemy, you're just <laughs> left there by yourself. Yeah. It's like, what next? Do yeah. I, I have to find somebody else to hate now? Like, <laughs> what, what kind of way of living is that? Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I think it is a good way to motivate yourself <clears throat> to, you know, reach your goal. But definitely shouldn't be your ultimate goal. Yeah. Singing, too, is something that's super hard. Like, um, I don't think people, well, because we have stuff like auto-tune and Melodyne, you know, when you're off-key, people can make you sound good. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes a lot of people confuse great singing and great vocalists with these people who tune their voice. And you can always hear it in a live performance, people who can yeah. sing and people who can't. Do you want to perform live after your album's released? No, I don't have a yearning to perform live. Maybe. I mean, I perform live a lot when I first started doing music. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Mm -hmm. I don't really care to do that as much anymore. But, <clears throat> you know, that's where you could to really see how, how great of an artist some people are. Mm -hmm. Because the performance aspect of music is still there too. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a performer and uh, specifically vocally, that's why I love like following all these like vocal Instagram pages. Because mm -hmm. you get to see how talented people are who aren't major artists. Mm -hmm. And these people are great singers. Like they understand music really well. And so a lot of times people would ask like, yo, how do I, how do I sing? There's so many people out there and you could even attest to this. And I was trying to get you to understand this. Like even with some of your friends who I think are really great singers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like, yeah, they can sing. They could be, they're on key, you know, but there's something missing about their voice, whether it's like a soul. Like you're what, born with it? Like a character. Like mm. great singers have, I think in my personal opinion, great technique, and they also have character in their voice. Something mm. unique. Something that they're born <clears throat> with, like. Or can they yeah. develop it? Well, people also forget about tone too when they sing a lot. Like, here, let me give you a great example. Like Bart. Bart's not tone deaf. And Bart actually doesn't have a, a terrible voice when he sings. Mm. But Bart doesn't know how to use his voice. He mm. doesn't know his range. Mm. And he doesn't know how to control his tone. And he also doesn't know how to control the power in his voice. So you could have like a decent voice. But it doesn't mean that you know how to sing. Mm. Right? So when people hear Bart, it's like, oh, Bart can kind of sing. It's like kind of, but he can't sing in my personal opinion. Right? And he knows this too. But, but Bart thinks he's a lot worse than he actually is. And he's not. Mm. right he if he did vocal lessons bart could be pretty decent mm -hmm. it's just bart sings like how he works out like it's very brash and harsh and mm -hmm. it's not just him it's a lot of people who who um who want to sing mm -hmm. so they see these people who are idols who have these voices right mm -hmm. and they try to imitate what they do when they don't have their vocal range nor the talent yet mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and that's stuff that you can work towards so let me give you an example so if i give me a song bergman night oh. um back at one why am I forgetting the first letters to back at one? It's under 
undeniable. Oh, it's undeniable that we should be together. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus somebody else. So when you hear that song, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people try to impress people with their vocals. But they have to understand when it comes to music. And this is what I've learned from a lot of people in recording in the booth now. It's Music also has a story. Mm. Right, how it starts. There's crescendos to music. It, you can't just go blast a hundred percent throughout the whole song. Mm. So sometimes when people sing these 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 songs, they're they're trying so hard to sing or impress somebody or put too much strength into their vocals, they're not paying attention to the nuance and the tone to when you sing a song like this. So for example, you could be in key mm-hmm. when you make when you sing a song, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right? It's undeniable that we should be together. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I could be in the same key, mm-hmm. but I don't understand tone and nuance and how I want to sing the song, it's undeniable that we should be together. Still in key. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound good though. Mm-hmm. You're, you're blasting somebody with your vocals. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people sing. They don't understand how to record on a mic. It's different when you record a mm-hmm. song, it's different than when you perform. And so they, they go, Oh, I'm in key, but it, you're not, your tone how is off. How do you off. create <clears throat> that soul or. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like when I hear, yeah, like some of the covers, when you hear it, there's like, oh, they sing, it's it's a very pleasant voice versus like, I feel like I'm about to cry. I think that's just all emotion when somebody sings, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to be connected to the music and there's also talent, <clears throat> right? There's that one song that we, uh, that we kept on listening to. It was, you took my heart mm-hmm. and gave it a home. That song makes me tear up when I listen mm-hmm. to it sometimes. Mm. Even through the aching parts. So, I mean, when she sings it, it sounds like she's crying. Yeah. It makes you Her want to cry. Is so <clears throat> unique. Once again, if I sing that song, you took my heart and gave it a home. Like, my voice is a little shaky right now. But <clears throat> if I didn't, like, in that, in the way that you sing that as well, mm. there are certain points that you should hold out and know. Mm-hmm. There's certain times that you should do runs. Some people are too gratuitous with their runs where they can't even do it well. How do you know this? <clears throat> Did you take music classes? Well, I took choir, but then also recording a lot and then listening to other like musicians that gave me vocal lessons. Mm-hmm. And it's just these are the important things. So sometimes like I like I saw a friend of mine on Facebook the other day, right? Mm-hmm. She has a decent voice. Mm-hmm. And she's doing this thing where she's singing to camera on Facebook every day. And people are like, Oh, your voice is amazing. And I'm listening to it like, no, your voice isn't. Like you don't know what, how to use your voice. And it's so it's kind of hard to listen to. You know, but pe- friends are being nice. They know that she's not that great, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're feeding her this idea idea that her voice is amazing Mm. and she's also somebody that has a decent voice it's Mm -hmm. like bart it's a decent voice but she doesn't know what she's doing with her voice so she'll start up a song like uh amazing grace whatever right Mm -hmm. so listen we did that gospel song right Mm -hmm. amazing grace how sweet the sound it's a very plain way to sing it Mm -hmm. but she'll start off amazing grace it's like you don't you're not be careful about how you place these runs Uh it's just too in your face Uh the song just started Mm -hmm. right amazing grace how sweet the sound you could do something like that right Mm -hmm. and these runs are very basic but instead, but you know how she would start off. Amazing grace. It's like, yo, we just started the song. Where's this going to end? do you do that? That's <clears throat> so cool. I wish, like, you know, when I watch someone like Brian Benign, when he's just so 
calmly without any effort. He's, it's so effortless, and he's just like talking, but that talking has tones and his his. He's very just, very talented, though. So <clears throat> there are people who are extremely talented that they just have. They were born with an amazing voice, and they're also technically really good. Yeah, you know. So for me, I had to figure out where my voice lies. I I'm not a true tenor. I'm not a true baritone. So I have this very weird voice where it stays in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I worked on my falsetto, so I could hit these how voices you, like tenors. How did you know that? Just trying to sing and getting vocal lessons was hard for me. <clears throat> I have a very weird space where my voice lies. Well, people love your voice. Yeah, and even for, even right now, I'm still trying to find my sound in my voice, mm. right? Mm. So it's it's still a difficult process for me. Mm. So if anybody out there wants, I mean, I think vocal lessons are great for people. Like you should take a vocal lesson, but you have to understand that there's <clears throat> like when you sing, it's it's a conversation. Yeah, you know, there's a re like you said, there's a reason why when you hear some people sing, you're like, oh, that's a good voice, but how come I don't feel it? Yeah, it's like when the cooking show. Yeah, I guess like the technique is right, but how come the food doesn't taste good to me? Why is yeah. this food something that I don't remember? Yeah, and that's what it is with. With people who sing and like your mm -hmm. vocal talents, like mm -hmm. how you develop music and how you sing into I the get mic. So I, I really get <clears throat> envious with people when they have such talent. It's like, because I feel like, okay, so like, for example, there's a stereotype of like Koreans can sing, Filipinos can dance yeah. and sing. Can you get some your water? Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Um, and so it's true. I mean, I think basic. Like on the basic level, <clears throat> I think a lot of Koreans can sing. Yeah. You know? Um, and I get really envious when they are like, they could all go to Norevang and sing. Like, yeah. I hate singing. Like, I well, freaking hate it. So, like, when people ask me to sing and put me on the spotlight, I just, <clears throat> I honestly want to punch their face unless I'm drunk. But then, like, karaoke isn't for people to sing well, though. It doesn't matter. Like, <clears throat> having that. So, like, some people, you wanna. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, it's interesting. Like when I see the same mic that everyone else has, and then there are people who have the mic. It's like <clears throat> it's like a toothpick for them. It's such a life thing, right? For me, I see it as like a boulder. I'm like, I can't. Well, you're carry you're this. you're not trying to perform. I'm though. not. Like, no, you're, we're just having fun. Like that's <clears throat> not the point. That's not the point. Is that I'm not trying to perform or anything. It's just I hate it. I hate it. Like, I, I don't like my voice to begin with. So when I see other people can sing, I'm like, how do you just let your voice free like that? Because when I have the mic uh, Tuggy, and I'm trying to sing. Have you seen Vince sing karaoke? No, but us? I stress out. Like, he's having fun on his own. Yeah. Vince is having fun. So it's fun to watch him. Myself, I am stressing out. I hate it. But what I'm saying is, like, you shouldn't be stressed out. It, that's just how it, like, that's what it is. You sing at the house all the time. Yeah, because... Well, I do when no one's around. Yeah, but saying if you just take that same fun that you're having there, it's the same thing when you do karaoke. I can't. Like when I ever, whenever I sing karaoke, like the reason why I don't like doing it is because people expect me to do something amazing. When really I just want to sing a song that I can't sing. I only like it when I'm drunk. <clears throat> like I only enjoy karaoke when I'm drunk. What's your What's your go to karaoke song? Mm, I haven't gone to karaoke for so long. Uh. I don't know. I haven't gone for so long that I don't know. <laughs> Mine is, it's usually, I like doing this song because people always sing along together. It's uh, my boo, mm. Usher, just because everybody knows it. Mm. So I like to pick songs that everybody can sing, mm. you know, because I hate being put on the spot when you're doing karaoke. Yeah. I mean, the good singers always get put on the spot. I like to do ones that are like, you could jump around and dance around. Like, um, 
Uh, <laughs> mine's Korean. It's DJ Duck. Run to you. Okay. I run to you, woo, and then you, people just jump around. It's super fun. I like those kind of songs, but then yeah, you gotta have a little alcohol in me. She could do a singing lesson right now. No. See again, my <laughs> armpits are sweaty. I'm not liking this. I'm like, I'm already. My <clears throat> palms are sweaty. I hate it. Yes, I remember, boy. As after we kissed, I can only think about your lips. Yes, I remember, boy. The moment I knew you were the one I wanted to spend my life with, even before. You know that the only songs that I would sing out in public is Trotter, right? Do that then. No, it's okay. So it's like eating the pichi. That's the one that you always sing. Yes, it's Changin Jok Jaksarang. Yeah. But either way, I look forward to your album then next year. I hope so too. You don't have any goals this year. I do. I told you. What? I didn't get to do my grandma's publish. Oh, to make the children's, children's book. book. Yeah, but I don't know how that's gonna work next year. We'll see. This whole work from home situation—it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Well, I think hmm. it, it makes it really hard because, just like you with your music, you know how you go in and out. Mm-hmm. That's how I am with my art too. Like it just—I can't just sit there. And just start doing it. Like it really comes in and out. Like when you were away um, during COVID time, that's when I was just like boom with my art and I just kept going. But then I can't control that. So I think when I'm stressed out, it's really hard. To Do you think it. I stress you out? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That's exactly <laughs> what you just said right I mean, now. Work from home environment is really stressful to me. What's your favorite Korean song of all time? Of all time? Ooh, I don't... Do I have one, David? Are you going to sing it for no. me? Because I ain't going to sing it for you. Oh, my God. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I told you to stop trying. Why do you keep trying? I just want you to try. Stop I just want you to try. It. I told you to stop it. You, you just, I just want you to let pay loose. Pay me $1,000. I still wouldn't do it for you. $1,001. No. $1,002. No. Just let loose, dude. Just let loose. I'm going to kill you, David. So, all right. So that's a wrap today, guys. But she didn't mean that much to me. No. Shut up. And now I know you're all I need. Thank more. you guys for listening to, so brand new to Genius me. Brain yeah. Podcast. You can find us on Spotify. Now that I found. And I don't know any other platforms that this is on, but it's also on YouTube. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night and happy New Year's. <laughs> Bye. <everybody. laughs>